You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, ladies. So we we are one woman down this week. We have no Kelly, uh, which means we can say all the things we want to say about her without. No, just kidding, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Are you actually listening? <laughs> <laughs> how are How are you both? Good, good. It's hectic, but I'm having a good week. I got a gift in the mail today, and I was excited about it. Oh, that's mail is very underrated for just the surprise element. I'm a big fan of just random things showing up in the mail. What what showed up? Are we allowed to ask? Yeah, it was um, popcorn. And I didn't know who it came from at first. I was like, why am I getting a thank you gift? I didn't do anything yet. (laughs) But then I realized where I saw where it came from. I was like, oh, I know it was one of the young ladies who came to uh, the disc camp. And she just wanted to say she had a really good time and she wanted to say thank you. I was just, it was floored. Oh, that's lovely. Was it kettle corn? (laughs) It was like a mixture of caramel corn and the cheese corn. And my daughter opened it up and some of it flew out. And she said, see, Ma, I'm helping you already. If you had opened this yourself, it would have gotten on you, but it got on me. See how that works. That is so sweet. That's sweet. Well, I had my gift today is that usually I have one office I have to commute to uh, for work. Uh, That's like an hour drive one day a week. And I've been doing it for like this whole year and just found out I don't have to do it anymore. So... Oh, that's amazing. usually my drive to to my primary office is like two miles away, and daycare is like another two miles from that. So usually I'm like in this tight little like three mile radius. Um, but I don't have to do the long commute anymore, and the outdoor pool is right across the street from my office. And I finally got in a lunchtime swim this week, so I'm stoked. Nice. Now here's the question: What? What are you going to do? What did you do during that hour commute that you no longer will be doing? Well, so in the morning, we would have, we actually had a work call like during that drive. So I could at least count that as like working time. (laughs) And then on the way home, I have, I have another friend that also commutes like every day that she just started that job a few weeks ago. So we started doing like a commute phone call date, which was kind of fun to pass the time away. Oh, so that's that was wonderful. Neat. So what, you're going to have to carve out more time in your schedule now to replace that. Social time. Social like, time. Really, yeah, oh, a- yeah. Like actual in-person social time, I guess. Oh, yeah, because I'll have more real time to myself, not sitting in the car, getting all stiff. Nice, nice. All right, do you do you have much of a commute, Khadija? I work a hundred percent from home. Um, every now and then, I have to go into the office, but I work a hundred percent from home, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So <laughs> the, the easiest commute possible. 
Yes, I roll out of bed and then put on flip-flops and pray I don't fall walking down the stairs to my office. That is, yes. <laughs> um, I love it. But, but if you did, nobody would see. So that's that's the benefit. What about you, Sarah? Like, where are you as far as classes? Are you still like trying to squeeze in swims in between classes and all that? So I only have to, I am in summer semester, uh, but I only have to commute one day a week and it's about an hour 15 or so, hour 10. Mm -hmm. So I, I get in my swim before I head down, but that's my, that's my audiobook time. Okay. And I, I like to kind of consider that reading, but not really. <laughs> Uh, so if, if once that is gone from my life, I feel like I'm going to be quote unquote reading fewer books. <laughs> so do, are you listening to books for school or fun stuff or informational stuff? Pleasure. Definitely pleasure listening because I don't want to dread getting back in the car, especially after, uh, you know, being all day sitting there in lecture I, I don't, I want to, I want to look forward to some sort of fiction, not anything to do with my schoolwork. So yeah, I do some of, some of my cohort, do, they do listen to, um, you know, more, more uh, academic material, but good on them. That's not for me. I need to check out. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't switch. do anything of value in the car. <laughs> I, I had road rage and I listened to inappropriate rap music, so it was not. <laughs> it, wasn't. It, was, it was a good thing that I started working from home. <laughs> did you did you notice your overall stress levels decreased? Yes, because I, you know I keep my watch on all the time. And literally all the reds were the time when I was driving oh. and then I, my stress level throughout the day is I'm super low key. And then you could see it would go right back up when I was driving. And then I started driving late in life growing up in New York, even though I, my high school, I wasn't in the city. I never had to drive. So I learned how to drive late in life. And it just, uh, I, I'm not a, a fan of driving at all. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. So I do. I do know some of our listeners uh listen to this while they're commuting so we should probably get on because this is a very sarah and sarah uh you know pre the four of us kind of intro where it's just long and meandering we need to get the show started <laughs> I know, kelly like keeps us on like an agenda and a schedule and yeah she's on it but it's all right you got this sarah thanks thanks so coming up on the podcast we are going to talk about watching sports other than triathlon eight station etiquette we're gonna get a nice little sids talks sids sid talks not sids talks um that would be something very different and we say nice things about kelly chasing epic is the essence of the orca brand it's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us and let's be honest with a lot of swim bike and run we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. 
As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo heel chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, so this past weekend was pretty notable for the running world. Uh, did you happen to watch Khadija? Do you watch some track and field? Yeah, that's that's my YouTube watching. So <laughs> when I'm training, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I actually watch a lot of running. And um, I think I watched Faith Kipiagon in the 5K just, I know I watched it at least five or six times to go out and win against the current world record holder and the fashion that she did it was just it was amazing it was absolutely amazing the focus and the relaxation I noticed the best runners they they're just totally relaxed 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 and I just I really enjoy I love track and field that's where I come I ran track in high school Mm -hmm. and college so I love track and field Yes. What what's wild is that she is now the current world record holder in the 1500 and the 5k and mm-hmm. watching this past weekend, 
I have to say, I think she could have run faster because the way she closed, she went, yeah. so, she closed what, like a 60? Yeah. Just absolutely unreal, wow. which tells me, you know, their pacing wise, mm-hmm. that was absolutely incredible for her to be able to close that fast. But, but possibly that world record could be even faster. It just blew my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. They were racing. They weren't pacing. They were racing. Though the those two, they were actually racing. And usually when you're racing in that kind of event, it, it doesn't produce a world record. But you had the two probably best in the world literally strategizing against each other. And that's what made it. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty exciting. Now the um a lesser event of note, but I'm wondering if Jocelyn has heard of this. Have you heard of the Dipsy? Of course. Okay. Yes. For our non-Californian folks, can you tell them what the Dipsy is? Okay. So the Dipsy Trail is uh, in Marin County, north of San Francisco. It's an age handicap race. And so they stagger your start, like depending how old you are. And if you're a male or female, you can get um, a pretty hefty head start. So there's there's years where it's like a 70 something year old dude won the whole race or like a 12 year old girl won the race because everyone's got this different start time. And then I guess if you're like middle ish, middle age ish, you start like way in the back. So, but yeah, the terrain is like, it's, it's pretty hardcore trails. There's stairs cut out in the woods out of wood and it's something i know kelly kelly's done it every year i i've run on the dipsy trail but i haven't done the dipsy race yeah i i know it's a californian thing the only reason i know about it is uh one of our friends is from california and he talks about it all the time uh he ran it this past week i think he was maybe eighth or ninth um but this race has been going on since I think 1904, 1905, which is just, oh, wow. yeah, mind blowing, a trail race. So basically my understanding, it was a bunch of, a bunch of people from San Francisco made a bet who was going to be the fastest to the Dipsy Inn. And that was that. And that was, you know, like how this race kicked off. But uh, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so interesting to me that like locally, those sorts of races can gain mm-hmm. so much traction um yeah we're gonna have to ask kelly about her experience doing the gypsy but it, it's i wish i wish we had like a triathlon equivalent i think that'd be pretty awesome with the age handicap we had a local um it may still be going on but um one of my local friends here in delaware like went to college out in San Francisco and he brought back a trail race, like inspired by the Dipsy with the same kind of age handicaps. So I've done that one and it's, it's pretty fun because you're great. Like I don't get a head start, but like my 70 year old friend got a, got to go off first and it was pretty cool. We all just try to chase the really old people and the really young people. What what do you think, Khadija? Would you do a trail race? Oh, I love trail running. I love, I've never done a trail race, but I love trail running just just to save my legs. And I like the fact that I could get to start like an hour or two ahead of you guys. (laughs) Oh, if we do the dipsy together. We did the age handicap. (laughs) 
Okay, next year, podcast gypsy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That sounds like an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've never done a trail race before, but I enjoy following trail running. And this past weekend was the uh, like mountain running world championships, and I actually watched the live stream. Which was I had a friend in it. It was so great. His name is Frankie Castro. Um, and he's one of the first people to represent Cuba there. And I was just I was so happy for him. Which race? He did both of them. The uphill vertical and the, oh, the vertical kill. Yes, yes. Oh yes, his name is Frankie Castro. He was the only person uh representing Cuba there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 So he's it's it's such a it looks like an, a beautiful event in Austria. Yeah, I yeah. the what pictures were of, amazing. What did he think of the event? Have you gotten to touch base with him? No, I haven't spoken with him uh, yet. Um, but he should be back home. Um, he's not. He doesn't live in Cuba right now. He left the country. He's living in Romania right now. Oh, but, um, he was. He just. He was absolutely thrilled. It was his first opportunity to to represent uh, Cuba on an international level. And just the look, I could tell just from the look on his face, because he's got one of these really vibrant smiles. He shows his emotion in his face. And I could just, I was just so happy for him when I saw it. And he when he marched in, he was like taking his time. I'm the only Cuban here and this is our flag. And here I am. I was just, I was really, yeah. And everybody, we were all chatting about it. I was chatting with my cousin on Facebook. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. Jocelyn, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't watch any mountain running world championships. <laughs> I did not watch it. I did go through a phase where I have done like several ultra marathons on the trails. It was a phase post-triathlon where I was like, what should I do next? And I'll never a... be in that phase ever. <laughs> I came back to triathlon though. <laughs> I do trail races here and there, like more in the off season. And yeah, it's not, it's very different. Yeah. I love the long swims, but not the long runs. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'm doing alligator lighthouse again, but I I can't No. When when is alligator lighthouse? September, September 9th or 10th. I think it is. That's a long swim. So I'll be doing that. I did it as a relay. It's eight, it's 8.5 miles. You swim to this lighthouse off of Key West and back. Oh, um, I did it as a relay last year. Of swimming? Yeah. Amazing. Um, that sounds like jellyfish and salt water and sharks. And no, thank yeah. you. I look forward to hearing about it. But no, thank you. Yeah, swollen gums. <laughs> I mean, if it's a relay and I only have to swim like half a mile, then okay. <laughs> no. I, I, I feel at peace when, I, when I'm swimming. I love the silence. I just love it. All you hear is my heartbeat and the water, and I love it. Now, what do you do for fueling? Um, I keep liquid um, nutrition in, like, those little disposable flasks. And I keep a timer on my watch every 30 minutes. When it beeps, I just flip over on my back. They'll put it out on a hook. I'll drink it and put it back in a oh, boat. Oh, it's on the like your support boat. So you're not like stuffing it down the front of your swimsuit or whatever. That was no, what no, I was no, no, imagining no. in my head. No, I used to keep a, a for 
when I did my first two Ironman races, I used to keep a gel in my shirt and I would flip over at the halfway and give, take in a gel, but, um, I don't use gels anymore. I use all liquid. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't take me a full two hours to do the swim anymore. So I can, Yay. I can, <laughs> if it's a two hour swim that actually have never thought of that before, but that makes a lot of sense that you would want to yeah. fuel. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, what one of the the um, reels that's been making the rounds after the Mountain World Championship was uh, a video of one of the runners just absolutely going to town at the aid station, drinking everything, dumping everything on his head. And Kelly, Kelly made it seem like there's been um, some chatter about is this bad etiquette? Now, did you did either of you see this video? We can, we can, we'll, yes. we'll it in the show notes. Any yes. thoughts? Any thoughts? Um, well, first I was confused because everything was bottled. I didn't realize it was in Austria, right? But it looks like he's like, he's pouring seven up or ginger ale on himself. <laughs> it's like, you know, those like 20 ounce bottles of like Coke or whatever, you're in Atlanta. Everything's Coke, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they have the aid stations like stocked with that with all these 20 ounce bottles. And he's like, like ripping them open and pouring them over his head. And then he like keeps moving along. And then there is actually this giant tub of water with like a huge like pail. And then he just starts pouring that all over himself because I guess he realized the other stuff was for drinking or he was, I don't know. People said he was just out of it, like, you know, trying to win, cooling off. It was super hot. Well, didn't, wasn't there, there was at the Ironman World Championships, and I forgot his name. Please forgive Sam, me. Sam, Sam Laidlow. Yeah, he poured, he literally poured Coke on himself. He just was grabbing everything. Oh, I was thinking about yeah, a bottle was, of Coke. <laughs> there was Patrick a guy that Langa. just, yeah. like, grabbed yeah, a Yeah, yes, dug. Patrick yeah. Langa. I was like, is that Coca-Cola? <laughs> That's a little strange. Yeah, nothing more refreshing than just being sticky, sticky for yeah. miles afterwards. Yeah. So at, at first, at first when I saw the video, I'm like this, that's really you know kind of rude to the other runners. Like, what is he thinking? And then I got the context behind it, and I I feel a bit silly now because I guess uh, so. Eighty k race and super hot. Uh, they only had six aid stations total so that's like 50 miles right around 50 miles but so So every eight miles yeah but so much vertical that the winner of the men's race it took 10 hours 10 hours so six aid stations in 10 hours i'm sorry i totally understand him coming to the aid station just putting all the fluids yeah yeah but it for me that kind of highlighted like okay it was easy for me to have this knee-jerk reaction of like what a jerk what about all the other runners um because i've had those aid station moments Uh but yeah once i once i found that out i i gave this guy a pass and he ended up uh i think finishing six you know oh i thought it was he didn't win because i just assumed from everyone like with the supportive comments that he won the whole race and he was, it was fine because he had to do what he needed to do to win. 
I mean, he was probably trying to win. Um, I, I for me, he would just be trying to survive ten hours sure. in the heat, running up and down mountains. Um, at that point, you're not thinking. Yeah. So have have you ever been at races where they have completely run out of fluids? No, I haven't been. I haven't had that happen to me. Okay. I know I've been in races where it has happened. Yes. Yeah. Right. Not that I I haven't been. Yeah. Because you're both yeah. too fast. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have been in really hot races, but I uh, was on the other end, not the not the back where I I know yeah. people had complained about stuff running out. Yeah, yeah I, I've I, had that happen too. I I can't even imagine, and and it's hard. I think sometimes knowing having that in the back of the, my, my mind, and then seeing somebody absolutely going to town on the the bottles and then they're like okay is there a difference if it's somebody like uh patrick langa who's going for the win uh you know drinking the bottle of coke even though it means that somebody at the back of the field might not get coke is that okay i don't know i think so uh do we judge patrick for drinking only a little bit of the coke <laughs> <laughs> Your mom said, eat all the food. If you take it, you eat it. Drink it all. If you touch it, it then it's yours. That's part of aid station etiquette. You don't take a bite of something and put it back on the table. Have you seen that? Um, So these ultra trail races have pretty sweet aid stations. Like they usually have like peanut M&Ms, like gummy worms. They make like peanut butter jelly sandwiches. There's... I've been I did JFK 50 last year and they they had they were like frying bacon and had burgers. But yeah, ultra races, they're known to have these like pretty amazing aid stations because most people aren't like racing like all out there. And it's an ice off of people. My, the last race I did, this lady's like, oh, I wish I hadn't taken all that ice. I said, give it to me. And I shoved it right in my shirt. <laughs> yes. like, I was like, give me here. I'm good. I got it. Sharing but I ice. was more, I mean, from watching that clip, I was more thinking that's a lot of plastic. Like with all those, all those bottled beverages. And I hadn't, I hadn't ever seen that before at a race. They're big bottles. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And I guess if they're only like, you know, six, eight stations, maybe, maybe you just bring one along with you, like put it in your little backpack, your little mountain running backpack and just <laughs> put the cap yeah, on there. That's and... what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Refill I mean, my, my yeah. vest or something. Yeah. Most people have like hydration vests if they know they're going to be going that long in between eight stations. And I don't know, that was uh, different than what I've seen. No, other... I know all the races that I do in Europe, they all have bottled the little tiny bottles of water. They only have cups in the U.S. Oh, so this at least from a, my experience, a European thing. Yeah, the the worst races in Mexico. I've gotten these <laughs> plastic bags of water, and you <gasps> have to bite them in order to get yeah. water out. But you're you're just like sticky mouth, and you're trying to bite the water bag, and it just sprays everywhere. <laughs> like those oh i'm not a fan i don't need a shower i put them i put everything in my shirt that's all my bra is for it's the whole stuff 
Yeah. I mean, that's where the ice goes. Might as well. Do you think there are other, uh, other than just don't take a bite of things and then put it back on the table, are there other aspects of aid station etiquette that you wish people would kind of follow? Mm, move out the way move yeah out get the way. get out of the way, way. <laughs> yeah either There's... either run through or grab and move grab and move yeah there there is nothing worse than having stacked up people just walking along like it's you know a buffet in las vegas just taking uh-huh. their good old sweet time and it's a multi-lap course and you're like i just want to grab and go just let me in there I just want some water. Just let, yeah. Oh, and the people that are like biking through and then suddenly stop right in front of you. Oh yeah, that is that is pretty bad. Oh, I don't do. I stopped doing bike aid stations. I can't. Everything mm-hmm. that I need for my ride is on my bike. I put a thing of um, a bottle of water, and then I have um, my a hydration built onto my bike and I I go all the way to the outside and I go like this so they know I want nothing and I just keep going because that's that's an accident waiting to happen that's very very considerate of you for other people as well as taking care of yourself so nicely done yeah I try to to limit my aid station visits on the bike um yeah I I don't know I never know what to do I just try to smile. That's like yeah, and my say thank you. And say thank yeah. you. Say thank like you I, to the volunteers. Like especially on the run. I feel yeah, like. say thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. All right. So we are going to uh, take a little break. Listen from Laura Siddle about, uh, you know, racing this that happened this past week at triathlons, because this is a triathlon podcast, believe it or not, for all we've talked about ultra running today. And... <laughs> We're going to come back with our special segment that was is never going to be repeated again, I'm guessing. All right, Sid Talks is back. Sid, I feel like we haven't really <laughs> talked in like two weeks and you've been like lying on the couch and sleeping. How are you apart, doing? Apart from the fact we've just spent an hour bitching about everything and now we're recording record. and it's going to be a really short record. Um, I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, as you know, and we've had this discussion because we're both suffering with head injuries and repercussions of that. It's just... It's it's testing my patience, let's put it that way. And mm. it's not not necessarily my how I feel, because I'm actually feeling the last three or four days, four or five days, I kind of feel like I've turned the corner in how my head is feeling, which has been amazing. Still, still resting more than I ever, ever, ever right. done, and that sort of thing. Um, but it's just now waiting for like sign-off and processes of medics and MRIs and that sort of thing. And that's the thing that's frustrating me when they don't kind of work on the same time frame as you kind of need to yeah. get on with life and a career and earn some money. <laughs> if you turn a corner, yeah. I bet you'll be fine. Standard yeah. concussion, like two, three weeks, able yeah. to get back to things. Uh, what's your, my least favorite thing? Cause obviously I've had some weird complications that are not normal. Yeah. My least favorite thing is when people go, Oh, is that still a problem? That's my, yeah. least. what's your least favorite thing? Yeah, it's that it's, well, I've just been, no, I, I'm, I could go down a path that I'm not going to go down. But yeah, it's and and say some horrible things. <laughs> but it, it's the fact that with a head injury, it's not visible. Right. So and you're trying to like, so I'm going to our training sessions because it just gets me out the house and it's something to do in the day. Um, And I'm trying to be really like it is. It's great interaction with the gang and we're having a laugh and stuff. But then 
So they think you're okay. Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, Laura's in a great mood. She's obviously coping really well, sort of thing. And then they go home and I'm like, oh, this is fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm back to the couch, can't do anything again. Right, right, lay really... on the floor for a while. Yeah, I am yeah. like getting through a fair few audiobooks, so I'm quite enjoying that for Good. a bit, upping my reading, or not my reading, but my book tallies, but audiobooks. So yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, there. And you went to Boulder. So we're, there were a ton of races this past weekend. Yeah. I think I literally counted. There was like nine long Europe distance. Is, Europe yeah, is going off. And There's then there nothing was like, in the US, but Europe is going off. There was nine long distance races. There was an Xterra World Tour, like regional yeah. European championship. There was Alcatraz, which like doesn't count as long distance race because it's like too short for the PTO's yeah. metrics. And then there was like four world, like cup world triathlon just like by the way yeah anyway, we're not gonna talk about this no. so there was so much racing you managed to actually make it out to boulder like you yeah. walked down to the reservoir i did i walked <laughs> over yeah i did my i think i had to be it was it's so funny because like my watch was i had my watch on not for garmin not for counting my walking but like for the time of day and obviously after about an hour it was like well done you've reached your ten thousand step goal for the day and i was like oh fuck we hardly, hardly even started and then like I got a lift back after the race and was feeling obviously pretty rough because it was an early start and a long day and stuff. Um, And obviously just my energy levels are out of whack, but it's like midday. I'm like, I've still got a fucking day to go. Like, what am I going to do now for the rest of the day? I'm stuck at home, like trying to rest and recover, but I'm going out of my mind. But anyway, I went to watch and it was great to see um, obviously like standout performances. Sam Long on the men's side has obviously just found his form in the on us soil again, and is just dominating um and taylor nib on the Mm -hmm. women's side just another postcode um and she's got a fairly full year ahead of her on of different races and plans um and then i think for me like what a great battle like the men's chris leiferman came from behind and like caught up with lionel and um matt sharp who were running together and we all thought he'd got it like he was just going to run through them and of course lionel being lionel just has is like a leech and like goes with him and bless him out sprints him at the end um and then on the women's it was a little bit more spread out but you know great holly lawrence mm-hmm. just held off Jeannie metzler um but again like tail and in another postcode the other interesting thing just from boulder Teresa adams so that is a name probably people haven't heard of for a few years she used to be number one ranked in the world um and she's a kiwi athlete um and was dominant over the the full distance mainly, but which gave her that number one ranking. And right, she did briefly, Collins... briefly COVID number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And did Collins cup during when it was sort of on during COVID. And then obviously has had some health issues and, and stuff. So it's been sort of pretty much off the grid for the last few years. So it was great to see her back on the start line. Um, she's always kind of known for swim biker. So she had a, had a pretty solid swim and a, a pretty solid bike as we would expect from Teresa. But I think, she dropped out on the run and I don't know fully the details, but yeah, her run wasn't looking sort of like the Teresa were old, but great to see her. If she is coming back to the sport, awesome. She's definitely an athlete to watch. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what she does next. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Sam Long has obviously, he's like three for three now and 70.3 yeah. in the US. Question, and I'm just I'm just kidding, Sam, don't get mad, is like, can he, can he win not in the US? Can he win outside of his like favorite country? Yeah. Um, it's also, you know, obviously he's expecting a kid and I think I'm like curious if well, that's you know, gonna the impact. dad thing's going to, yeah, yeah, how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I did want Chris Lee from it. I used to, he used to be my, so we used to swim in this like little tiny pond that he told me had snakes in it, which I think he was just <laughs> fucking with me. So I'm always Probably. like, I was rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, I think we'd all got a soft spot for Chris and we we're rooting for him as well, but it's going to be interesting because 
Ironman Coeur d'Alene is in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam Long's racing and Chris Leiferman's racing again, as well as a whole host of other names. Um, Maybe it won't be 109 degrees like it was the year. Be, yeah, whether it's 109 I know. Uh, it was, I remember the year, one of the years I did it was 2015 or something. It was like 100 odd degrees. It was just heinous. Um, and then the other race that was kind of really of note was, as we've said it before, do not write Daniela Reeve right. off. Like, yes, she is more, what's it, is it fallible? Is the right word? She has more ups and down races these days than when, like, if you look back a few years when she was just dominant every time she stepped onto the start line. But if she's fit and healthy and she's on the start line and she's in form, oh my gosh, beware. Like she just destroyed Ashley Gentle kind of thing. Who yeah, the Switzerland 70.3. No which... slouch. And eighth eighth time winning at Switzerland 70.3. So... I think it's like her hometown race. It is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like she like kind of has to win it. Um, yeah. Same way Taylor Nib like has to win Boulder. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But like that was out of all the Europe ones. That was the one that was kind of the big matchup for the weekend. Obviously, yeah. Ashley's like very, very, very good at that distance. And so, of course, we're always yeah. kind of curious. But Daniela looks like she's recovered from whatever yeah. mysterious Ash, virus she had. Ash I'm was mysterious in quotes. Yeah. It was COVID. So. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Um, Ash was running a down. Like mm-hmm. Ash did have the faster run, but Danielle just put in such a dominant display on the bike. Um, and then the only other result that we didn't we didn't say we we're going to mention this. But it was good to see Imogen Simmons did a challenge mm-hmm. event I and won. Too. And I yeah. know she's had a rough couple of years with injuries. So actually her getting back and being at the front of the race and start line will have hopefully given her a, a big boost of confidence because she's always been a one of those athletes to watch. What was it? She was fourth at fourth at World Champs, 7.3 World Champs. Pre- third. Or third. Third, yeah, wasn't it? She was third. third. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does feel like, and I know we say this all the time, but like, I mean, Taylor Nib went like 358, right? And here we yeah. are talking about Daniela and Ashley and yeah. Imogen being back. And I mean, it used to be like a 415 would win a race. Yeah. yeah it's not. I think 415 I mean, didn't even get you in the top like yeah. five like, at Boulder. Yeah. The Boulder course is notoriously fast. Like sure. it's sure. good, fast roads. But still. The altitude, the lack of air, like. But now, but the women, women are just like popping off sub fours no, these days. Totally, yeah, totally. Like it was that she wasn't riding that much slower than the men. And uh, I would think I agree with Christian Blumenfeld, who has asked who's the best triathlete in the world, and he said Taylor Nip. And so I think we all we're yeah. gonna wait and see what she does later this year. Oh my gosh! Well, if she if she if she does everything it, that she wants to do, it's gonna be everything every she wants to put, do this year. Then she will be the best athlete in the world. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. That was our quick Sid talks. We'll be back next week for real. Okay. Thank you, Laura. But that was an awesome wrap up of, of the racing for the week. We have this one super pressing issue though. We each are supposed to say something nice about Kelly. And this is a test. This is a test to see whether or not Kelly actually listens to the podcast. So who wants to, who wants to go first? I will. Since I know her, the well, I'm I'm gonna have a share a well. It's probably not a little known fact if anybody looks at my race results. My legal name is Kelly, so we have the same name. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yes, and she has the cutest baby pictures. When she posted the baby, the her birthday pictures, I was like, oh my gosh, look at that! Here's baby Kelly. <laughs> so this podcast could be if we are riding with Kelly and Kelly. Yeah. Ooh. Kelly, Kelly, Sarah, Sarah, S2K2. And Jocelyn. <laughs> and me. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say, I feel like 
Kelly's the kind of person, you know how you have these friends that they're, they're like your go-to person for, for certain things. Like what outfit do I wear here? Like I'm going to go camping. I need advice here. I feel like Kelly is one of those Jack of all trades, like Swiss army knife people where I could probably have the most questions and like everything I can think of. I feel like Kelly could do a really good job of being there for me. I don't know. I just have this gut instinct. I mean, she's she seems very confident in many things. And I respect that about her. Yeah, that's why there's that tank top in at the Feisty store, right? Aggressively competent. I think I need to order one. <laughs> I like that one. Aggressively competent. Yes. I would wear that at work and just sit up in the team's meetings and dare somebody to say something. <laughs> See, I would say I'm selectively confident, um, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> well, I've known Kelly a really long time and it's like we haven't always lived like in the same area, but I think we both used to like blog a lot about our triathlon journeys. Um we both raced age group in the San Francisco Bay Area around the same time. So we'd done like some of the same races when we were age groupers. And then we w- both went pro around the same time-ish. And it's been kind of cool just seeing her like go from like a beginner triathlete to the like disillusion with triathlon, get back into it. And then bam, she was like the editor of Triathlete Magazine, which I was like... That's actually ironically funny because you were like very anti-triathlon for a long time, Kelly. <laughs> she's, she's kind of a boss. No, no question about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So thank you everybody for listening to another week of If We Were Riding. If you want to give Kelly a compliment, I feel like she might cringe a little bit, but we would enjoy it. Send us a voicemail. All right. And until next week, thank you for listening. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Tri sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down Precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle, which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating, 
I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula and then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five, or, you know, like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now, too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, try, try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20 percent off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20 percent off at tryhard.co. 